The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. We didn't wreck the marriage. We're, <laughs> no. just, we're, we're just picking up the pieces, right? This is what we do. We fix mistakes. It's a mistake, and like you said, we're coming in to, to fix it. Yeah, a lot of mistakes leading up to the biggest mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. Good morning, good afternoon, and good everything. Uh, you're listening to It's a Mistake, the divorce podcast um, with my, this is attorney Matthew Brock, with my beautiful co-host, the prince of the probate court, uh, attorney Kirsten Demoga. We are from uh, Barack Law Group. B a r a c h. Very can, important, not like Barack important. Obama. Not like Barack Obama. Different. But it's different. different. And you can find us at uh, Barack B a r a c h Family Law dot com. And uh, we're talking about divorce. So what's happening today, Kirsten? And the divorce courts. Did you go to court today? I did. I did. Yeah. Got some things settled. Oh, good. Happy. Did most things customers. settle when you go to divorce court? Probate because court. Because I'm so reasonable, they do. You are reasonable. If you're looking for a reasonable attorney, Kirsten, attorney Kirsten is the most reasonable one, but in a good way. In a good way. For her clients. Yes. Yes. I wouldn't let someone sign anything I didn't approve of. But. Okay. And how was your day earlier? Did something happen today that you want to share with our, our listeners? Yeah, I locked myself out. You did? I did. We need to talk about that. So how did, how did you lock yourself out of your house? You know what it is? Too much stuff. Too, too much bags. stuff. Too many Caring bags. Too much. Too much. Yeah. And then I had my coffee. Okay. And then I was arranging. Let's the break bags. it down. Let's figure out how you actually locked yourself out of your house. So I had about four bags, and then I realized. What are these bags? What kind of bags did you? Have? Well, there's my handbag, hand a pocketbook, as my grandmother would say. All right, so you have a handbag, I have a pocketbook. I have my computer, so computer I had like bag. a messenger bag. Okay, so that's three. Then I had file bag. File bag. And then I had some snacks, because you know I'm on keto. You're on keto. So I had my... <laughs> Is it keto or keto? Keto. Ketogenic. K- K-E-T-O. Short for ketogenic. Yeah. Keto. Are you in a ketogenic state? I am, actually. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's not keto? You're not like on the keto, not, not keto, 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 keto diet? <laughs> so I had the coffee... Which is now, where were you with all these bags? Going to walk down the stairs. And so you're then in your house. I'm in my house. I'm going and you have these five bags. <laughs> walk down the stairs. Okay. But my father always told me to hold on to the railing. Right. You don't want to fall. Always. You could trip. So I put the keys Although down. with all those bags, if you tripped, you might land very <laughs> yeah, softly because they would cushion your fall. So I put the keys down to rejigger everything and pick my coffee up. Okay. And I picked the coffee up and not the keys. Oh, and then, then you I left promptly with the shut the door behind <laughs> oh, me. Jeez. So, oh, man. I took an Uber to court, but you know what? So you couldn't get back in. It just, nope. That's it. There's, that was it. Right, that was okay. all she wrote. And then I couldn't get in my car either. Right. There's, no key key under, there's no key under the mat. <laughs> no, Kirsten, no. no, I should have a. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But you know what? Don't you have a friend with here's keys? The you point, have, here's the point. I do, but I had I had a very short window of time to get to court. Okay. But I made it. I just made plan B. You Ubered. Uber. Not Lyft, Uber. This, yeah, this isn't a plug for them either. It no, was it's just, not. <laughs> this is not. Uber does not sponsor it the was show. Just, Nor does Lyft. I just jumped in one of these <laughs> okay. app, app limousine okay. services. And your keys are in the house, and yep. you just continued your day. I just continued my day. Just that's figured good. it out. But see, that's the kind of lawyer you want. You Someone are. That you got to roll. Out. You got to. We always say. <laughs> what do we tell wrong. all new associates? 
Tell, tell everybody what you tell them. You've got to figure it out. You know, right? Yeah, figure that's it true. out. Don't come back. Don't come back <laughs> until you figure it out. And don't come back without a yes. Yeah, don't. <laughs> if we want you to continue that case, go to the probate court and get don't that case no continued. Don't take no for an answer. We don't take no for an answer. Absolutely That's not. true. That's very important in practice. Okay. And did you ultimately get in? I did keys? get into yeah. Because you made it here. Did you Uber or whatever? No, 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 no. no. I, I figured it you out. You figured I, it out. I am smart. I do have someone with an extra set of keys, and I arrange for that. And that is smart. All's well that ends well. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> and and Cato's going well. It's going. It's still going. All right. Because we'll last see. We'll last see. time you were still on it. How many days <laughs> on uh, this keto thing? Fifteen. Wow. And you we're not eating any carbs. Ten percent. 10% carbs. Yeah. What, what kind of carbs? Vegetables. Fruit. Vegetables, fruit, like yeah. good carbs. Good carbs, and, yeah. and you have some healthy fat with this? Uh, Avocado. Avocado. Hummus? I like hummus. You can have hummus, yeah. Okay. Guacamole. All right, good. Oh, you said avocado. Cheese. Cheese. Yeah. It's working. You feel you feel good? <laughs> feel good. I feel like I can really concentrate. I love it. Yeah. All right, good. Well, I thought we could talk about uh, alimony today. Oh. What, what do you think? Very interesting. Did you like alimony? <laughs> what do you think about alimony? I think it's a very gray area of our law right now in Massachusetts. Okay. And what do you mean by that? I mean because we had the uh, a statute that was amended in 2011. So now there is case law that is, is coming in constantly about um, – various interpretations and meanings of words that are in the statute. So it's really complicated. It is complicated, isn't it? And I think with the new Alimony Reform Act, which is not so new anymore, right? No. I mean, 11. But 11, effective 2012. But it hasn't been changed. No. I, I think what's interesting, what's in the news is, uh, in terms of alimony in Massachusetts, is that this whole notion of you've got the 30 to 35 percent of the differences mm-hmm. in the party's incomes. Mm-hmm. And given the new tax law act, uh, the federal law being changed for the treatment of alimony as of January 1st, 2019, where we now have a situation where alimony is no longer tax uh, deductible. Uh, for the payor and taxable to the payee. And the Massachusetts law predates the change, obviously, in the federal tax law. So our statute says alimony is need-based or 30 to 35 percent of the difference between the two parties' incomes. So there's a sort of a a groundswell in the uh, legal bar in Massachusetts to change alimony to reflect percentages uh, that are dollars that are not uh, taxed, uh, being tax deductible or taxable to the recipient. And there's some proposals that have been introduced to talk about instead of being 30 to 35 percent, 22, 23 to 28 percent in the difference. What do you think? uh, What I heard is that there's some groundswell, but the legislature doesn't seem so interested. There's, There's nothing that I saw pending right now. I think you're right. But but you had an interesting observation when we talked about it because we did. I do. We disagree a little bit. We do. We yeah. and which is which is rare. rare. Yeah, I'll probably end up being wrong because <laughs> generally the, the the woman in the relationship is is right. Uh, the problem is I I think that the interpretation that the appellate courts and the SJC have done is that I think alimony is need based 
and 30 to 35% is a, the difference in the party's income is a cap on alimony. So I have two issues. One, I think that I don't think the legislature is that interested in changing it right now uh, because it's not a significant change, 30 to 35 percent, when you think of it as a cap versus 22 to 28 percent. Two, the law is in effect for, I think, five years. So it may not ultimately, the federal law regarding alimony could change back. Uh, And I think if you think of it as a practitioner or as a someone that's receiving alimony after 2019, January 1st, it it's a cap. It's a ceiling. So do we need to change that ceiling? Yeah, I but don't I, know. I, I don't I think Aren't there other ways to look at it? Interpreted that's in the court, point. it's not interpreted like that. I think some people think it's just blanket and they're not looking at the other s- analysis side. And I think that's sometimes the problem. And also, you know, that the, there's no tax deductibility anymore. So... I think that the – I think it needs to change. But see, my point I, – I, And I get what you're saying, but I think my, – my, my feeling is – In practice. It, it should be – I don't – I think that we give too much lip service to the concept of, of need when it comes to alimony. Absolutely. That it really – if we're really going to change the framework, I think it's, it's not so much about the differences in terms of um, – income or a percentage base, it's trying to look at what someone actually needs to maintain the lifestyle during the marriage because that's the purpose behind alimony. And I think that's the first analysis. And I think that a lot of uh, people have gotten very lazy and they view this statute as a uh, alimony-type calculator that you just plug right. in the numbers. That if you know someone's making $500,000 and somebody else is making you know, $200,000, the difference is three hundred, and you just plug in 30 to 35% of the difference, right. and that, that spits out your alimony. And I think the intent in some ways, and when you read the statute, is to require practitioners and judges to really take a look and examine what need is. And they've interpreted, in our case law, the 30 to 35% is sort of a cap. So you can change the cap. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, but I, I don't think you need to for us to do our jobs effectively. I would agree with that statement. Well, thank you. I love when you agree. With I agree that. with you with that. So yeah. So we're going to talk. We're going to talk a little term. bit about alimony today, um, and our peppers and onions segment peppers com- and onions. Com- coming up. Because um, I, I think that alimony is a hot topic in Massachusetts. I think that our statute is still evolving, and I think that. Uh, it, it still has. There's still a lot of open and unaddressed uh, questions in our new alimony law and and framework. Um, so I think it's 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 an interesting uh, topic. One of the things I found in the, in, in the news. What do you think about this one? This is this is interesting to me. Um, what if a, what if your spouse ex spouse hits the lottery after you've divorced? Two, well. two, two questions. So listen, let me, let me pull that, that article up. A woman in uh, New Jersey, uh, she was paying alimony, she's the wife, to her, her uh, former husband. She must have loved that. She must have loved that. Well, she got really, <laughs> really lucky because guess what? He hit the lottery. Okay. So. Well, wouldn't you, that completely change? Yeah. So she doesn't want need? to pay the alimony anymore. Yeah. So do you agree with that? I do. Yeah, I do too. And what about 
What about um? But how was he receiving it? Did he did he receive it as a lump well, sum got, or a stream got, of annuity? He got. Uh, I think it was over two hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Doesn't really matter, <laughs> doesn't, but right. So, I mean, but would you? Well, but let me ask you this question. Forget alimony for a second. We'll return to that in a minute. But what about her going after his windfall? No, because that's a that's a clearly well. That's why I said, how did he receive it? Because if it's an asset, he received it after the marriage, right? Is but if for- it's an income stream. Is it a former wife of a New Jersey man who just won $273 million in the Mega Millions lottery? Says she wishes him the best, but he has just one request. She has one, just one request to stop paying him out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Elaine, Eileen Murphy, 53, got divorced from Mike, whatever, 54 in October. <laughs> Five months later, he hits the lottery, <laughs> which he almost didn't get to collect after he accidentally left the tickets at the convenience store where he bought them. I'm going after the alimony if I represent not the alimony. But I'm going after what he just. Why? How? I don't go well, How? I go final equity action. You don't think so? I don't think so. Five months later, I think that's. Don't you always windfall? say we never? I would use that as an example. You never know what's going to happen. I don't know. Someone could hit the lottery, or they go get hit by a truck. I don't know. I think you can make an <laughs> argument. You know. Well, look what they do. You know, it's talking about stretching the equitable powers of the probate That's court. That's true. Yeah. We'll talk yeah. about that case next week um, after it hits Lawyers Weekly. But I don't know. I think that I think there's an argument that could be made that under the powers of equity that, you know, they, they were together. and Yeah, but there's the, the, you know, if you have a good agreement, there should be a strong clause that, you know, and a waiver of future events. Future events. Basically yeah. any assets that you acquire in the future. Yeah. You're probably right. Um what about uh, which is probably why she only has one request? I'm sure she talked to somebody. Yeah, I would think so. You know what else is interesting? Do you think that um, this whole SAT scandal? Oh my god! I, this thing is fascinating. So Felicity, there was some a rumor that I read this week that Felicity um, Hoffman and who she married William Macy. Oh yeah, it's did, a you, power did you watch couple. Shameless? I don't. He's a pretty good actor. But I loved him since Fargo. Yeah, he was great in Fargo. No one else he was great. In. Did you ever see that movie with Alec Baldwin? The one where uh, the cooler, no, he plays it. Oh my gosh, it's a great movie, The Cooler. Okay. Oh, we should do that someday. We gotta, we gotta have a segment on uh, best divorce movies. Well, what's we know, the best you know one? my shows. Well, what's your what's your show? Oh, that's not divorce, but law. L.A. Law. L.A. Law. <laughs> yeah, but that's old. I know, but but I told you about Goliath. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna watch Goliath. Okay. I'm gonna watch Goliath, but that's not a divorce like no. movie. No. What no, do you think? War, the, the Ro- what, War of the Roses. Is War of the Roses the best one? I think it's the penultimate. The penultimate? But that doesn't mean best, you know. You know penultimate well, ear, means, ear, that ear. means like the second, second best. <laughs> <laughs> Irreconcilable differences. What's that one? Remember with Drew, little Drew Barrymore? No, no, no. That was The old. best one. No, what the best one is, we're, we're both wrong. <laughs> War of the Roses is great, but you know what the best movie is about divorce? Oh, Kramer versus yes. Kramer? Kramer versus Kramer. Come on. Now that's it's got child custody, it's got divorce, it's got the father stepping up to parent the little kid, it's got the court scenes, it's, it's got probably Meryl Street. really outdated though now. Oh no, I don't know. It's good. Yeah. I like it. I think that's even better than War of the Roses. I enjoyed that movie. War of the Roses? Yeah. At the end, the chandelier. <laughs> yes. You know, I always tell people I don't want to be fighting over the pieces of the chandelier. <laughs> that's true. I, I get that image right from War that's of the very Roses. True. You know? 
It's like perfect. So this is the back to the um, yeah. the SAT thing. So there, there's a rumor that Hoffman and uh, William Macy were going to uh, maybe get divorced over this. Really? Yeah. You think it's because one pushed it? I yeah. I, 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 Who I don't do you know. think that is? I don't know. Then they denied it. Uh, why? I think it was Hoffman. Well, that'd be kind of stupid as far as testifying. I don't want to. Pl- let's play. Who Who would you represent? If they, uh, they, they, apparently, it says that. Well, she was they the one that was arrested, right? He wasn't. Yes, they didn't charge. So him. then I would say him because it sounds like she's the one that was the yeah. tiger mom. Yeah, although she's got you know a lot more. Um, Juice. <laughs> Juice and legal work. <laughs> Although I think he's been is – is he more successful than she is, you think? That's a tough call because – What did she do? I know she, him pretty well. She was in well. Desperate Housewives forever. Oh, so yeah. she's got syndication money. Uh, that was syndicated, that show? Huh. I think. Yeah, so she's got that money. Well, but Shameless is going to be syndicated, right? Uh, it's on, I, know I, don't know. I, know, I know nothing. He's been on that show for a long time. It's I mean, I think show. that the <laughs> – Maybe they're equal. They couldn't have hired enough tutors. I don't know. Private tutors. That whole scandal is is, is just awful, right? Ridiculous. That's totally ridiculous. I think there's going to be some divorces about that. What about the other two? We could play. Let's play. Who would you represent that one? The the one from uh, the Full House show. Full House. Yeah, her. What's her name? Laughlin. Yeah, Lori Laughlin. But I don't think I don't think she has all the money. I think it's the the, 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 the husband Massimo. Yeah, he had that deal with Target. Well, Target. Yeah. Well, what did Again. he sell? Clothes. Like the clothing line? Yeah. Like for women? Yeah. Yeah, because their house, it said it was $35 million house to live in. <laughs> house that Target built. There's no way that yeah. Full House could move. I mean, <laughs> I, I know. Full House was syndicated. Yeah, but they had to share that money with all those other people. I don't know. I don't think that house could Just... buy $35 million worth of house. <laughs> I think it's the clothes at Target. Probably. Yeah. Who are you going to represent? I don't know. I really liked her on on Becky. I really liked her on Full really? House. Really? She gonna represent her? But I think she was. But she's the bad one, she's right? The bad one, yeah. Yeah, but they both got charged. So who's better? I don't know. I think they're. I don't know. I think they're both in serious trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to get paid up front in that one. Yeah. Large, 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 large sum. Large, large sum. Hi everybody. I'm Chami Perel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast. The hilarious show known as Shawshanked. And the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. All right, it's time for our peppers and eggs. Peppers and eggs? <laughs> peppers and onions. Or peppers and onions. Should we change it? No. You want peppers, peppers and, onions. and onions. It's peppers and onions. Okay. So it's time for our peppers and... Onions. Okay. And so today we're talking about alimony. One of the things I think that there's a misnomer about in the law is the difference between alimony and child support. Mm-hmm. What are the differences? Well... Because I think everybody kind of gets this kind of screwy. You know, child support is um, based on a 
statute, and there's a formula, and um, it is really meant for families whose combined income is less is two hundred fifty thousand dollars or less. Because if you make more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars combined, the, the theory is that there's the, the child is supported, and so then that number um, becomes one that can be deviated from based on certain factors. Um, and it's for the support of the children, whereas alimony is support of a um, – could be either way, dependent, economically dependent spouse. And then so we have in, in Massachusetts, we have what's really changed because of the new tax law that we were talking about before is that child support is not uh, taxable nor tax deductible. Right. And now as of January 1st, 2019 under the new uh, federal law regarding um, IRS – that tax al- alimony used to be deductible. So the payer could deduct alimony from his tax return. Now, as of January 1st, if you get divorced, it is no longer taxable. So we used to have a, some freedom to play around with the shorter child support and alimony, but now they're sort of treated the same. And that brings us back to our discussion of need, uh, the purpose of alimony and also the purpose of child support because there's some, some differences there, but also they're now treated the same under – uh, federal tax law. Right. So now we have, under our new law, we have the, the different forms of alimony. We have general term alimony. Tell us what general term alimony is. Well, general term, circling back to what we're talking about again, that the, the way that the statute reads now is um, that it cannot exceed 30 to 35% of the differential between the two incomes. And then there's also certain... Uh, guidelines within the statute, depending on how many, how long you were married, that it can't exceed a certain durational limit. Yeah, that's the big, I think that's the big Massachusetts framework really is that we have now durational limits that are pegged to the months of the marriage. And so we define marriage from the date of the marriage itself till the service of the divorce complaint. Um, That's the length of a marriage and that length dictates under the new statute how long a spouse could potentially receive alimony. So, for example, if the marriage is only zero to five years, you know the, the alimony is fifty percent, and then it goes up to sixty percent when it's over fifty uh, five years to ten years, ten to fifteen, seventy five, seventy percent, and then uh, fifteen to twenty is eighty percent, and then we run into the rubric when it's over twenty years, it could be infinite or it could be to the age of retirement. I think that's – or it could be both or either or. Right. Uh, and then we have those – the issue of deviation from those right. guidelines, which is uh, my famous case with the George case, which talks about how you deviate from those durational limits. That's the George case if anybody wants to look <laughs> it up and try to get alimony for longer than the, the period of time. I'd be happy to talk to you about that. Uh, and then we have other forms of alimony too. We've got rehabilitative alimony. Um, we have uh, – the other form of alimony, reimbursement alimony. So we have transitional alimony. So there's different forms now. Uh, and if you're going to be uh, someone that's paying alimony or you're going to be receiving alimony, uh, you really have to sit down with somebody and kind of go over what the factors are to receive it and the differences in your income right. uh, and, all, and all that. And also understand really the difference between um, alimony and child support. And it's complicated. It is complicated, which is why you should call us. No, you have the phone number? 
uh, phone number is at, you can reach us at Barrick, uh, family law.com, which is B A R A C H, uh, family law.com. Or you can contact us by uh, telephone and attorney Kirsten DeMoga or myself be happy to talk with you about your legal issues relative to family law or divorce. And you can reach us at 888-209-7080. That's 888-209-7080. All right. Now, let's talk about divorce and family law in the news. This one I like. I thought this was interesting. Did you know this? Do you know who Stephen Moore is? No. Well, Stephen Moore has just been nominated by President Trump oh, for a seat on the Federal Reserve okay. Board of Governors. All right. And get this. He was held in contempt of court Ooh. for not paying his ex-wife more than $300,000 in alimony child support wow. pursuant to his divorce settlement. Pretty interesting, huh? What's his excuse? Well, his ex-wife says, we'll start with her, has accused the conservative economics writer of subjecting her to emotional and psychological abuse to the point where she had to flee their Virginia home for their her own protection. Interesting. Wild. So know what he says. He says, I think it reinforces how sleazy the media is oh. resorting to tabloid fake journalism. News. <laughs> fake news, fake news, fake news. Uh, and he does not believe that his failure to pay $300,000 of child support or alimony pursuant to his divorce agreement will affect his nomination. Oh, okay. What do you think? Uh, I think it should, but I don't know. I mean, that was a judgment of contempt. He's been hurt. That's He's had an opportunity. I don't know. It's fake news. He's saying it's fake news. I mean, <laughs> to be heard. If he had I an mean, opportunity to be heard and he had noticed, uh, I, I don't know. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is a lot of money. And I, I wonder if he'll be confirmed. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. On yeah, that, on that's, be interesting. that story because... I think that that's interesting. He's not necessarily denying. He's a finance guy. Too. He's a this he's an economics, an economics writer, writer. So he chose not to, to pay her. Oh. So we'll have to see how that how that plays out. This is an interesting story. Former Democratic Governor Jerry Brown. Oh yeah. He owns two dogs, um, and he recently signed a bill, which took effect January first. I guess before he's out of office, um, and it talks about pets in custody. Oh, yes. The pain yes. of my existence. Yeah, so now listen. So the law in California now allows people to petition for custody of a pet. It empowers the, the probate court judge to take into consideration the care of the, the pet when determining sole or joint ownership. We need this. Listen, in Massachusetts. Yeah, questions like who walked the dog, <laughs> oh who God. took who took Fluffy to the vet appointments. Uh, there are now permissible criteria for determining custody of a pet. And simple, listen to this. Only Alaska and Illinois have similar statutes, both of which just took effect in 2017. But the California law is the most specific, and at least a handful of other states are now looking at it as a model. Well, that's interesting because, you know, in my experience, judges are, are, do they do not want to talk about the animal. They are just not. Well, how, do tell it. tell tell everybody how we handle uh, custody of pets right now in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. We don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're that's property. What you're me. But they're but no. But I know we. I understand what you're saying, but they they are considered property and right. pursuant to our statute, like any other piece right. of property, you determine right. custody. But I find. The court has no patience for that. Well, they've got to deal with people that have blood running through exactly. their system and beating hearts. No, but stuff. it's, it's they're just not on, the, on the, the, there should be something because now, as you know, people's pets are like their children. 
you know, I think generationally, much more people have dogs and waiting later to have families and things like that. We, we need some guidance there because right now there's really nothing. Yeah, one I, person gets it or not. Well, I property think, is assigned to one person. Well, I think it's just, I think it's a property thing. I think what the judges try to do where we are is they try to uh, have parties reach agreements on right. their own, right. which they can't because that's why they're getting divorced <laughs> in the first place, and they have absolutely no communication at that point in time. Right. But I, I, I think it would be. Would you be in favor of Massachusetts adopting this California law? You want to sit there and argue about who walked uh, Snoopy and uh, who's going to get but custody of Cujo? But it's very important to people. <laughs> very. I've had the, you've had this issue. I've had this issue multiple times. You really times. want to spend your time learning about how to properly present a that, case for Cujo? If it's Is that, that what you want to spend your time with? If it's that with? important to my client, yes. That's what you would do? I would. Because that's the kind of attorney you are. Yeah, because it's, I, I, look, I'm a dog person too, so. Yeah. It's like a person. What about like grandparents? No, what about grandparents on a person's <laughs> Yeah, they <need> grandparents. <laughs> what about grandparents' rights, rights for, for It's a slippery slope. For, for Snoopy. It's a slippery right? Slope. Where, where, where do you draw the line? Maybe we should have like, remember night court? Like pet court? Pet court? <laughs> Maybe that maybe only like the one judge could be they could be uh, right yeah like, like a session like a session pet like session. if you can't agree or they go to pet cemetery <laughs> pet cemetery yeah they made that into a movie again. I know I, did you read that book saw, no that I was, book is scary I'm too scared Stephen King scares me really no way he should scare you no way you. it's very very scary <laughs> I, 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 now the, the the trailer was enough yeah it's 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 some scary stuff yeah. well maybe maybe that's what they should do. <laughs> <laughs> I like that pet pet pet. pet I don't want pet, any pet pets coming back and haunting me if I don't do the right thing. <laughs> That's right. You'd be awful, unbelievable. So, you want to read the plugs? Are we there yet? Sure. So if you've if you've laughed and enjoyed and had a good time, I've had a good time. Then please, we'd ask that you share this with a friend or colleague. You can subscribe on iTunes, and you can find all of our episodes at pod617.com and you can find us at barrackfamilylaw b-a-r-a-c-h dot com and you can always give us a call for any uh, child custody, alimony, divorce uh, mediation appellate law uh, anything related to uh, family law and divorce in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts you can give us a call we are at 888-209-7080 And our next podcast will be discussing appellate practice and family law. We'll be talking about my book, the first of its kind uh, that's ever been published by the American Bar Association, The Family Law Guide to Appellate Practice, on our next episode. And we look forward to catching up with you then. Goodbye. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. It's a mistake.